Welcome to another episode of the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. My name is Lindsay Berry. I'll be your host. And today I'm going to be your very vulnerable host. This is a recording of a Facebook Live that I did with my dear friend, Amy Manya about four months ago. I asked her to, she's a therapist. She does not beat around the bush. I asked her to just dive in and ask me any sort of question. Um, She had permission to make me cry, which she almost did, but I managed to keep it together. The reason why I'm sharing this story with you and the reason why I shared it on Facebook Live four months ago is because it is so important to be vulnerable. However, timing is everything. Um, This story took a few years to kind of develop, I almost had to look back and really make sense of everything that happened to me and look for the good in it because sometimes when stuff is hitting the fan, we can't see the good in it. We're kind of too involved and too emotional about it. So for me, it took a couple years um, even writing a book about it to help me understand how much of a blessing it was that, that I got fired and that I had to start my own business and that um, I just I just had to get myself around other women who were struggling through, you know, making a living and learning about investing and getting a business started and figuring out what they love to do and what they're good at and, and making making a business and making money from that. So in that journey, um, I discovered that, you know, I have the ability to to market myself effectively and to teach others how to do that too. And that's why this podcast exists. That's why the, you know, the free marketing school for fempreneurs exists, all that stuff. So here's kind of the behind the scenes story of what brought me to, you know, being here on this podcast today. Hi, hi, I'm Amy. Um, Lindsay and I have been friends for a number of years now. And I think when I first met you, you were my mom and dad's, uh, hair cutter. What do you call that? Hairdresser? Hairdresser? Yeah. Hair cutter. Cutter of hair. And um, I also knew that you were a financial planner. And my parents talked about you a lot like you were super cool. And I, I didn't really know what to uh, to believe about that because you're a hairdresser and a financial planner. Which is super weird. I get it. Yeah. A little weird. And also brilliant at the same time. <gasps> oh my uh, gosh. But... I've gotten to know you over the last number of years and one of those ways that's really um, been powerful for me is like your support and passion for helping people in business. So I know that we've take, I've taken some of your online workshops and sat with you and we've dreamt together and stuff like that about uh, what we want to do in the world. And then a week ago you phoned me and was like, hey what are you doing on Tuesday morning? Can you come over? Um, so yeah, we, one of the things you have us do have other people do is tell their stories. And I know that you've told parts of your story before, but there's a reason you wanted to do this again. So yeah, maybe, yeah. Explain that. In. What's up? <laughs> so the reason why I want to share sort of an updated version of my story today a lot sort of the same kind of reason why I updated my book. I'm waving my hand up here because my books are up there. But, um, you know, things change and evolve and more clarity has come to me in the last year. And Amy and I did a Facebook Live together just like this a year ago for Mother's Day. And I was looking back on that. Same mugs. Same mugs too, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry. Smash. (laughs) 
And um, yeah, so we, uh, what do we have here? We got our friend oh, Liz. Liz. Emma and Liz, awesome ladies. Um, yeah, so what ha what happened was I just kind of realized I needed to update the world, but I also need to get better at being vulnerable. When we were setting up, I, my bed is right there. Like this is my bedroom and my office. And I always do a really good job of positioning the camera just perfectly. It's kind of part of that, like wanting to give that super professional image, like everything's perfect in the world of Lindsay. But no, my bed's right there. I made it, which is like, I think I've only made my bed three times in this whole year. So, I mean, that's, I just want to be more vulnerable with people. Um, I do think it's important to fake it till you make it, but I'm starting to feel this shift in my life where I can be more real and I can be more honest about the things that I've been through and the realizations that I've had. And one of the things that I wrote down is, um, you know, we often go through life when we have a business idea or even an idea for a charity or, or something, writing a book or whatever it is. And we think, oh, why me? Like, why, what makes me so special that I should step out into the world and say, look, I'm going to do something amazing that most people don't do. Like you start to feel very weird about that. And, and you start to think my friends are going to think I'm a show off. My friends are going to think I'm I think I'm a big deal and like there, there are a lot of reasons why we don't achieve our full potential or why I wasn't achieving my full potential and so today I want to bring you up to speed on some of the clarity I've had around that and some of the bold moves that I've made um, that have resulted in friendships with people like Amy and just my business taking off the way it has and you know a lot of reasons why I'm still living in my tiny little basement suite because you know that's just who I am I'm a simple person and I don't <laughs> need a lot and I like having the flexibility to close this place up and take off in the summer and volunteer at camp and travel around mm -hmm. and go camping and whatever so I've asked Amy to take the lead on this and I'm gonna shut myself up now okay should I give you a signal like Shh. yeah you were doing your <laughs> job because you're like uh, uh, and I was like oh okay <laughs> yeah so I think uh, that's one of the things that I admire about you is that you can do this from like a basement suite and you don't have to have everything in place before you do like your courage to just put yourself out there and do it before you know everything is really inspiring and I know that's you. my perspective from the outside and then what I hear you saying is it's hard from the inside so I don't know if you want to catch us up to like where you were a year ago and then through this last year or how do you want to yeah well maybe what I'll do is I'll jump back to 2014 when I got fired from my job at a large international investment firm I feel like that's always a good place to set the stage um that feeling of what the hell am I going to do now like actually thinking like this whole dream and this vision that I had for my life might have been wrong like I might have been on the wrong path so what was your dream at that point when my dream was like thanks see you later good luck yeah my dream was to continue to educate um to continue to educate people about money all those things that we came out of high school not understanding the reason why I became a financial advisor wasn't so that I could sell life insurance and investments, although I was in a sales role. Um, I wanted to educate people. I wanted to gather information and then share it with the world. And getting fired was an essential part of that vision coming to life, which I didn't realize in those first few days afterwards. Yeah, what, what were those, what, what's it like to be fired? I mean, many of us have been let go, but for some of us who haven't, what is it like to... Well, go. it it was devastating. I had my head so far in the sand thinking everything was going to be okay and everything was going to be okay. So that feeling of like, even though this sucks, things are going to get better. Like that wasn't wrong, but 
but my vision of what that was going to look like was wrong. So that ended up shifting. But um, the number one thing that I learned through that feeling of desperation is that you have two choices, right? You can sit in your bedroom and cry and feel sorry for yourself, or you can go and start looking for other options. And luckily I chose the latter, you know, the next day I was, you know, sitting down with other Did you sit in your bedroom and cry at all? No, I didn't actually. I cried at the (laughs) office. My assistant, Sarah, who might be watching this right now, she kind of, you know, helped me pack up my stuff and get out of the office and start to look at like the next steps. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I, I managed to get some meetings with some people that, you know, were, had kind of sort of been my mentors, um, and sort of figure out what the next steps could look like. And it turned out that I could start my own financial services company, which I never would have thought I could have done because I was in this corporate world. Right. I was like, I was like, oh, my nose is running. This is super gross. So I'm literally wiping it on my hand I told right you now. we needed Kleenex. I know, right? We don't have any Kleenex. I'll get Kleenex. Keep need- talking. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. Um, so, yeah. So I discovered that I was able to start my own financial services company, which didn't seem possible when I was in that job role because, you know, most corporations don't really want people thinking that they can go off and do a better job of what they're currently doing at that company. So... I started building my own company and quickly discovered that I needed to uh, gather a team around me. I needed experts. I needed people who had been there. I luckily met someone. Thank you. I'm going to wipe my nose on toilet paper right now. Yeah. This is called being vulnerable, you guys. So there's nothing more vulnerable than wiping your nose on a video. So um, I hired a business coach. I hired that particular business coach because he had written a few books. I wanted to write a book. Um, I struggled with that feeling of, uh, (laughs) you know, why me? Why should I be writing a book? But I I luckily hired the right person who helped me be like, no, you have expertise to share. You have um, done a great job of helping some people out. So, yeah, that was kind of like where I started with discovering that I needed a team. I, I learned marketing from trial and error. Like I learned how to market my business. I learned how to attract the right clients from doing the complete opposite of that for a while and starting to figure out what was wrong with what I was doing. So, so this idea of like, um, like just doing it, have you always been that person? Like, were you born that way where you were a kid who like just did it and wasn't afraid or just did it anyways? Or is that something like a muscle you've built over time? I think that I've always been, uh, pretty confident. I, my, my dear mother raised me to be, you know, singing and playing piano and getting up in front of crowds. And she always told me that I was amazing. And so I think that I, I think that I do have a little bit of a different, you know, when I get around a lot of women nowadays, which I, all my time is spent around female business owners for the most part. And a lot of them struggle so much with confidence. And I, and I love having the opportunity to kind of be like what my mom was for me. Right. And just be like, Oh my gosh, like, look at all this stuff about you. That's amazing. Like, does no one ever tell you that? Like, how do you not know this about yourself? Like, you know? And so, yeah, I've been a bit of a risk taker my whole life. And when I went from being a hairdresser to a financial advisor, back when I got my job at the investment firm, my dad was just like blown away. He's like, what? That's insane. Like, how, what do you, how are you even doing that? Like, like he just couldn't even believe it. And so, yeah. And then, you know, writing a book and my dad's just like, he loves to use the word ballsy. He's like, that's ballsy. He always says that I'm ballsy. So like I've decided that's my nickname, which is kind of weird, but. (laughs) Um, Cool. So 
I noticed something about you over the last year, and I think I've told you before, like, um, I don't know how to say this. Just blurt it out. Blurt this is it. about being vulnerable. We've got, we've got toilet paper now, so if someone cries, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so over the last year, uh, one of the things I've noticed about Lindsay is that she's become a better listener. So, so I've always experienced you as someone who's like, rah, rah, go, you can do it. What are you talking about? Just do it which is very helpful in some ways. And then in other ways, it's like, oh, I don't think you're hearing me. And over the last year, I feel like you've become a way better listener and hearing the people around you. Um, so I don't know. You said over the last year, lots happened. So mm -hmm. what happened? Well, a year ago, pretty much exactly, I think we were just, we were kind of in the middle of the mompreneur thing that I had tried like successfully started it. I started a little community of moms in business and I taught them a little marketing, a little three-day marketing workshop and um, and then kind of tried to keep that community together a little bit and didn't, but I didn't really have a plan. Like I, I planned the workshop and then I didn't really have any after plans, which was a learning thing that I've now figured out and I don't do that anymore. If I have an event, I always have a follow-up plan for what's going to happen after or at least opportunities for things that can happen after. Um, so in doing that, I discovered that I wanted to do more of gathering like-minded women together who, you know, have businesses or at least a business idea. And I wanted to help them in any way that I could and teach them the skills that I had. But at that point, I was still not 100% confident that I had enough skills to share. And then throughout the summer, um, started dating my boyfriend, Zach, who we're not together anymore, but like dating him was amazing because he allowed me to work in his business and you know do some different things in his business like design him a website and play with some of his marketing a little bit and 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 it really gave me the confidence to help other people in that same way so when i came into the fall i had an opportunity to go to hoffman which is um some of you may have heard of it the hoffman process it's actually a retreat center um in caroline near caroline alberta and i had the opportunity to go there was a gift that was given to me. He's asked to remain anonymous. I was one of 26 people that was chosen to go experience this week of intensive therapy, basically. And the first night that I was there, I was like having this very clear vision. And a lot of what we did while we were there was visualizing um, who we want to be. And so I visualized this community of female business owners and how that could work and how, and I started to get the logistics side of it, right? Like not creating a community and then the end of it comes and then there's nothing. And then, you know, like it became very fluid in my mind of like how this could be structured and how it could be very streamlined and how it could be very, very affordable for any woman and very free in the beginning and then channeling into very affordable. And um, yeah, so I guess that's kind of what's happened is I've discovered that I can continue to serve my financial consulting clients that's my own business. I have, you know, those clients that, you know, come to me for financial stuff. And um, I also do fee-for-service financial consulting, which is sitting down with couples and single people one-on-one -on -one and teaching them about money, like a little mini class, right? So I do all that kind of stuff for money, but this marketing thing was initially not really supposed to be for money. It was just a calling that I felt mm -hmm. I had, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's something you learned how to do by having to figure it out yourself. And then over time, it's turned into this thing where, I mean, the last time you talked to me about it, you were super excited and had all like this huge, not a huge vision, but like lots of places 
where you're gonna go and I don't know if you said it like this but it was almost like I can really do this like this is what I'm passionate about this is what I want to do is help it's about helping moms and you're not just moms helping women to be able to stand on their own or move forward whatever vision or dream they have Mm -hmm. right yeah and so yeah Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of come to life and in a big way. And um, just wrapping up with, you know, another group of the YYC Fempreneurs is what we call ourselves. YYCfempreneurs.com is the domain that I've got. And I've got a website there for women who are looking for marketing education um, and a community. I mean, it's more about the community. That's the thing that I've discovered is my nerdy tech skills are important, but they're not what's holding this thing together and what's growing it. It's this community of women. Like I've always had that feeling like, you know, I worked in a salon when I was a new hairdresser and it was brutal because, um, a bunch of women working together can be really toxic, can be really, uh, you get, you know, you get that one person that's causing problems and it can spread like wildfire. And I experienced that a couple times. I experienced it with friends and, you know, when, when I was school age and, um, I've, I've steered my life away from that. I designed my life so that I didn't have to be in that situation. And it's so interesting that now, like almost 20 years later, I I'm bringing that into my life in a fierce way. I want a community of women around me. I want to be working with them. I want to see them encouraging one another. And, and not once has there been an issue, like not once has there been any cattiness, any it's full on just like loving each other, all these women, right? Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's just, it's just like that whole, if you build it, they will come. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, so a few things that you said that I wanted to touch on, why does it matter? Like, why does this matter so much? Well, what, what matters to me is that there are so many women that I meet. Like, so over the years of working as a financial consultant and a hairdresser, both very similar things sounds silly, but like financial consultant is like, you know, fixing up the money side of things and hair is like the outside and what it looks like, you know, in your outer appearance. And then the money is what's like actually going on behind closed doors and helping fix that up. But sitting in those conversations with these women, hearing their dreams, hearing their self doubt quite often though, hearing how they don't know how to take a step into what they want. And it's so possible for them to do it, but they don't even see it. And all they need is someone to come and be like, Hey, you're amazing. You have a gift and you have talents and you can do what you want to do. So how did you learn that? Like you talked about it a little bit, but what difference did that make for you? Those people coming into your life saying, Hey, Hey, yeah, here, play with my business, do whatever. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. Hey, you need to write your book. I believe in you. What difference well, <laughs> did that make for you? What happened was last summer when I was volunteering at uh, a River's Edge camp, I was out there and I had decided at the beginning of the summer to run a contest for a month um, to give away what I was going to call a six week business renovation for free. I put a value on it. I think of like twelve ninety seven, and I was able to draw the name from all these people that had entered the draw and work with this couple for six weeks to bring their vision to life of this business and to just see how I was helping them. And they were full on guinea pigs. (laughs) They're probably watching this right now. I'll be like, what? But like (laughs) they were full on guinea pigs, but you know, I'd kind of done it for Zach, right? I'd, Mm. I'd seen some huge changes in his business and 
was um, feeling quite confident and um, a couple of my business owner clients, we'd been having some chats. I think you were one of them, right? We've been having some chats about business stuff and I was starting to feel like I was getting more clear on where I could make a difference. And so it was literally just like that whole thing you were asking, like, have you always been someone to just be bold and brave and jump out and do things? And I guess I kind of have because I learned when writing my book that you have to position yourself as an expert in your field. You don't have to be the expert. You don't have to know everything, but you at least need to be confident in a certain skill set in that particular industry. And I was confident in um, writing and confident in graphic design and confident in um, those parts of marketing and video. I'm, I've become quite confident in capturing someone's story on video and realizing the power that has in their marketing. And so that was the biggest thing that I did for this couple was create a welcome video where they're explaining why they're building this business and why they're so passionate about it and how it can solve problems for people. And then once I did that, you know, they turned into paying clients. And then Zach and I ran a couple of events where we brought business owners in and I got a couple clients out of that. And then I, you know, went to Hoffman and decided I'm building this community of female business owners. And so I'm still doing my financial consulting work. And some of the women coming through the Fempreneur um, marketing school are saying, hey, I, my personal finances are needing some attention too. Like, can we work on that? So it's, it's really opened a door for me to be able to, you know, be, I mean, people always throw the word coach around all the time and it doesn't mean anything, but it, you know, it's the only word I can really think of it. Mm -hmm. It's like an education slash relationship thing, right? Cheerleader. Yeah. 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 And well, I mean, I don't have all the answers, but when I don't, I, I go out and find them, you know, or I challenge them to go find them. Everything we need to know is at our fingertips nowadays. Like 85% of what I teach in my marketing school is I learned it on Google, right. you know? Right. So question about the vision. So what difference do you think it would make or is making, how do you see the world changing when this vision comes to life or as this vision is coming to life of women having the confidence to step into their purpose, their passion, whatever that is, making a business out of it or making it bigger. Like how does that ripple out into their families, the world? Like why, why, would, why do this? Well, I mean, I think it kind of comes down to this. So I'm a mom. What's your superpower? So I, although many of the women in the fempreneur community and the women that I work with, not all of them are moms, but I do feel like we have to set an example for that next generation. And I've began volunteering with my local church. I'm one of the youth leaders there now. And so it's not just a matter of going out to a camp in the summer. I have a, a way to maintain relationships with these young girls year round. And obviously I have a 13 year old son. I want to set an example for him. I grew up in this world that is that's that told me that my adult life and the real world, it, it, it told me that it was this and it's not, it's not that it's whatever you want it to be. And that sounds crazy to some people, right? but it, it really truly is. And so I, I think the ripple effect is having people dreaming bigger. And the only difference is it can't be about yachts and Maseratis and fame and having expensive shit. Like it just can't be about that. Because that is not what inspires other people. If you can't inspire other people, you can have all the biggest dreams in the world. But if you can't, you know, reach out and gather a team around you that are also inspired, you just can't achieve that. And so I think the ripple effect is, is um, caring about other people enough to, um, 
to, I guess, be vulnerable with them and share in their journey with them. And it, it, it's the community thing. It's all about community. It's like we were, we were created to be in communities. We weren't created to live on an island by ourselves. Like we were created to have, you know, this delegation system and this support system. And so many times with business owners and even with moms, I see moms all the time who are, you know, running their household and, and they don't really have a, a support system and they don't necessarily want to just be a mom. They'd love to hire someone to do their laundry and their dishes and clean their bathrooms so they can go. Don't hire me. I'd like that. But. She'd like to. Yeah. And yeah. So as life has kind of moved on, I've discovered that it's okay to want those things and it's okay to want to not just be a mom. It's okay to want to do bigger, better things for the world. Because really, if we're just on this earth to get things for ourselves and to hang out with our, our little family unit and not have a community around us, then where's the fun in that? And it really all comes down to fun for me. I, this is the most fun that I've ever had in my life. I also quit drinking in September. Well, minus I had a Guinness on Halloween. But anyways, I quit drinking in September and, you know, it kind of, once I've just, like, now that I've discovered what my passion is and what my clear future should look like, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but like, I have that vision, anything that gets in the way of that vision, like anything that keeps me laying in bed for a day in a mind fog is not in my life anymore. Like I just, I don't need the drinking, you know? So cool. it's just little things like that where I've just become more clear. And so I wanted to tell the story and I wanted Amy to draw some of that vulnerability out of me because she's a therapist and she knows her stuff. Um, because I think it's important for me to practice what I've been preaching to all of these ladies for weeks and weeks and weeks. And also just to bring people up to speed on, yeah, I'm still a financial consultant, but you know, my main goal is to help female business owners achieve the success that they desire and have that ripple ripple effect going out. And a big part of that is money. And once we get, we make that money in our business, then what do we do with it to bring fulfillment? And that's where my financial consulting is, is work is so important. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Cool. Is that the wrap? I don't know. I feel like we've anything touched on else everything. you want to say in conclusion. You talked a little bit about um, your experiences over the last year and and grappling with that. Like, why me? Mm. Like, what? Why should I be the one who writes a book? Who am I to write a book? You talked about that a little bit. Um, motherhood and leadership. Mm. We talked. You kind of talked around it a little bit, mm -hmm. but that was one of the questions when we were planning this was like, what does leadership mean? Because I think in the world, there's been like this very masculine view of leadership. Like the one with the, the one with the strongest, whatever, the one most dominant is the one who's the leader. And I feel like that's maybe evolved a little bit for you. Yeah, it has, but I want to bring this, I want you to kind of tackle this one a little bit because you have an event coming up on Sunday that mm -hmm. a bunch of the entrepreneurs are going to, um, marketing with horses it's not called that but that's what we call it because it's like a simple way of i changed it to marketing with horses actually because oh, marketing with horses concise yeah. we're working on concise okay yeah marketing with horses because horses what i've learned over the last few years um horses in a herd the herd mentality thing is there's always a dominant leader in the herd and that dominant leader has a way of leading them that makes them feel safe and sometimes it's giving one a boot in the ass and sometimes it's, you know, calmly guiding and it's a whole, you know, it's a different, it looks different depending on the situation. But I think that I wanted you to talk a little bit about what leadership is and how you help 
business owners and just people, mm-hmm. you know, come into their, I guess, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, like, just kind of build that confidence in themselves and sure. not always be looking for outside leaders. Sure. And I think, like, leadership has evolved for me, too, because I, I have all these different, like, arenas in my life. Like, as a therapist, as a business person, as a mother, what's the definition of leadership that fits all of that? And I think what you said about horses, like, that has become really clear for me. So the horses, the lead horse's job, above all else, is the the thing that the other horses look to that per, that person, that horse for, is, can you keep me safe? And they're always asking that question. And I, that's the same thing that I've come to know is important in therapy, to be the, the therapist in the room and the leader in the room. Can you keep me safe while I'm here? As a mother, like, that's what the kids are looking for, whether it's, you know, setting boundaries and holding that boundaries and letting the kids bump up against those boundaries. Whatever it is, can you keep me safe? So that's become the number one thing that I'm aware of with leaders. And I think that's what we we this community of fempreneurs looks to you for like can you keep this community safe Mm -hmm. am i safe to say what's not going well what is going well um and then with horses yeah it can get physical and they work stuff out but we see it through their behavior in humans it happens inside we're not gonna like if you kicked me like that's assault that's not (laughs) i won't kick you unless we're like in the consensual kickboxing scrum, whatever <laughs> like practice you? yeah okay um but that's it's different with humans how we show that boundaries and and hold those boundaries mm-hmm. but it also has to be safe for people to bump up against those boundaries too so leadership so and then when you talked about like horses helping us to be congruent mm. that's what they're challenging us to do because we look like these brains floating around the world disconnected from our bodies because we've got such sophisticated brains, which are brilliant, but also can get in our way with those those thoughts, like, who am I to do this? All this kind of stuff. Horses don't do that unless a human has really crushed their confidence. Um, but horses, um, they just move through it. They move through how they're feeling inside, outside, as long as they're safe to do that. So they can be idiots, and the leader will just say, you be an idiot over there, but you cannot come in the herd until you reach this level of serenity or whatever it is that is our like herd value mm-hmm. our herd like this is who we are mm-hmm. um so how so on sunday it's about marketing mm-hmm. and it's really about like how do we get safe or real in in how we talk about our business mm-hmm. from who we are because mm-hmm. it, it has to start here if it doesn't start from our heart from our purpose from our passion then it means nothing, especially yeah. to a horse. Like it's scary because it's not real. Yeah. And I was at the last one that she did and it was fascinating to watch the people working with the horses and you're not riding or anything. You're, you're walking with the horse and the way the horse reacts to when you're basically like the horse basically just calls your bullshit. Like they're like, mm, no, not buying it. And you yeah. can just, you can read the horse instantly. And so it was, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited because it's going, it's coming at the end of our six week marketing school. So the women that are coming out are going to get to really sort of step into those statements that they've been making on social media and that, that those value statements of why their business is different and, and, and not even different, but what problem or pain they solve for people and, and how it ties into just, yeah, helping contributing to the world. Right. And so whether or not the horse is going to buy it or not. So I'm excited. 
-hmm. And for me too, like that's the biggest thing that this Fempreneur community has done for me is held me accountable to practicing what I preach. And that's part of why I'm doing this video right now. It's like, oh, well, you say that these things are important, but are you acting in a way that actually says that? And so the horses are going to hopefully help me this Sunday too. Are you so. excited or scared? I'm scared because I totally <laughs> dodged it last time. Okay. I managed to completely yeah. dodge the whole thing. I'm like, oh, no, no, we're running out of time. You guys, you know, somebody else. Go. I'm just going to keep videotaping. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think even today, like it's always, it's easier to coach people in therapy. We find this too. Like it's easier to help other people to like say, I'm here for you, whatever you need, I'm here. But to say like, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. Or like put yourself in a vulnerable position. It's mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. And, yeah. and it takes a lot of courage to do that. So yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for this Sunday. So I did want to mention that, but that's why I wanted Amy to do this interview was because she has experience with helping people be, be more real. And really, I mean, if the more people we can have be real and have that realness be something that they're proud of and something that they can stand behind. And that's what I'm trying to bring out in these women is like pulling that amazingness out of them and being like, that's who you are. Like, yeah, we all have crappy things about ourselves, but that's not who we are. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I guess we can wrap it up there. We've got lots of comments, so I just want to make oh, sure we don't have any shoot. specific questions. Oh, Mostly just like people saying attention. wonderful things. Oh, thanks for sharing your story. You're welcome. You got some hearts and yeah, we don't have any questions. So and that's good. I didn't really necessarily want to answer a bunch of questions today. <laughs> Not going to lie. But um, if you have questions, I would love to answer them uh, privately, maybe in uh, over coffee or something like that. So please reach out to me if you um, could use some encouragement or if you just have any specific questions, I'd love to connect with you. And thanks, Amy, for doing this. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Cheers to, um, I don't know. Another year of being, I don't know, alive? alive. We made it another year. <laughs> We're and, still alive. And to... Um, women and all people following their hearts and making a, a difference for the generations to come. Yeah, absolutely.